Hello and welcome, everybody, to Explained in English. My name is Kai, and today I'm explaining the song "Sitting on the Dock of a Bay" by Otis Redding. Hey, everyone! Just a couple quick notes about today's explanation. The first is that I recorded it at work, and you can sometimes hear traffic in the background, and the microphone is not as good. So I apologize for that. I have a few older recordings like this one that I think I'd still like to release. So maybe every now and then you get an old recording like this with some background noise, but I promise not too often. The second thing to keep in mind. Is to make sure that you listen to the real song before you listen to this explanation. You can hear the music and follow along with a transcript of this audio at explainedinenglish.com. I'm also leaving a direct link to the transcript and music in the description. Okay, with that said, enjoy the explanation. This is a great song which captures a spirit of loneliness, of not knowing quite what to do in life, sort of an aimlessness. In a certain sense, it's a sad song, and I think it's even more sad if you know that the writer of the song or the singer of the song, Otis Redding, he actually died in a plane crash. Just a few days after recording, so it was a number one hit in the United States and the United Kingdom, but only after his death or posthumously. Posthumously means happening after the death of someone. So this was a posthumous hit single. The song starts with the line, "Sitting in the morning sun." Sitting or sitting, as you'll hear it in the song, is the continuous. It means it's happening now. These words are spelled with ing, like sitting or morning, but they're pronounced sitting or morning. It's a very casual way to pronounce those words. Sitting is the opposite of standing. So normally you can sit down on things like a chair or on the floor. Here he is sitting in the morning sun. The sun is the big star that we see in the sky. It gives off light and warmth for the planet Earth, and he's sitting in the morning sun. The morning is the first part of the day. It's the part of the day where you just begin to see light, where it starts getting bright. You can picture someone sitting down with the morning sunlight on their face. The next line says, "I'll be sitting when the evening comes." I'll be means I will be. This is the future. I will be sitting in this same place when the evening comes. The evening is the end of the day. It's almost like the opposite of the morning. It's when the sun is going down or when the sun is setting. So if the evening comes, that means that it's arriving. 
So this means that he'll be sitting in the same place from the morning until the evening for the whole day. Next line is watching the ships roll in. So to watch is to look at or to observe. It means that you're paying attention to something. So he's watching the ships. Ships are boats. They're vessels that are in the water, most of the time used for transportation of people or goods. So he's watching these ships roll in. To roll literally means to turn or to revolve. For instance, a wheel of a car or a wheel of a bicycle, it rolls. But if something rolls in, it means that it's coming in. It means that it's coming in one after the other. So here he's watching lots of boats, many boats come in or roll in one at a time, one after the other. And then after that, he watches them roll away again. So to roll away would be what happens after they roll in. So first they roll in and then they roll away. It means that they exit or they leave his area and continue moving to another place. In the next line, he says, I'm sitting on the dock of a bay. So here we see where he's sitting, the place where he's sitting. And where is he sitting? He's sitting on the dock. A dock is a place where you can park your boat, where you can leave your boat and then walk onto the land. A dock is usually made of wood and it kind of stretches out into the water. And for this song, I always picture in my mind a sort of small wooden dock. I imagine him sitting on this small wooden dock. And this dock is in a bay. You have a bay when the land on the coast of the sea or of a lake curves inward. So it's almost like a crescent shape or a half circle. You can imagine if there were a really big person and they took a bite out of the land, what would be left is water around that bite mark. So that is my very strange way of describing to you a bay. And besides watching the boats roll in and roll out, he's also watching the tide roll away. The tide is the movement of water in and out on the coast. It's where the level of water rises and then falls. So when the level of water goes up, we call that high tide. And when the level of the water goes down, that we call that low tide. If you are in one place long enough to notice the tide moving in and out, that means you're staying there for quite a while. It means he's on this dock and he's not moving anywhere. And that's exactly what he says in the next line. He says, sitting on the dock of a bay and wasting time. So to waste time is to not use it productively or to make poor use of your time. This is a very subjective idea, but it means he isn't actively doing anything other than observing the boats come in and out and the tide come in and out. He's just sitting there wasting time. Next line, he says, I left my home in Georgia. 
Left is the past tense of the verb to leave, and it means to go away from a place. So he left his home. Your home is the place where you live. It's the place where you feel that you belong. Home can mean the physical house where you live, but it could also mean your city, the place where your friends and your family are. So he left his home in Georgia. And Georgia is one of the 50 states in the United States of America. Georgia is in the southern United States, and the biggest city in Georgia is Atlanta. Two little fun facts about Georgia. The first one is that the Coca-Cola company, which most everyone knows about Coca-Cola, its headquarters is in Atlanta, Georgia. Second little fact, Georgia is actually named after King George II of England. So he left his home in Georgia and he headed for the Frisco Bay. To head for means to go in the direction of or go towards something or some place. Here he's going in the direction or heading towards the Frisco Bay. The Frisco Bay is short for the San Francisco Bay. San Francisco is one of the biggest cities in California, and California is also a U.S. state on the west coast rather than in the south. And then he says, because I've got nothing to live for. Because is short for because, and it explains a reason. This is why he headed for the Frisco Bay. He says, because I've got nothing to live for. What you live for is what you care about. It's like your purpose in life. For example, some people live to eat. It means that they like to eat a lot. It's what they care about doing the most. Some people live to work or to make money. It's the most important thing for them. Other people live to travel. It's what they really, really care about and what they want to do with their time. It's another way to say this is what you're passionate about. Here he says, I've got nothing to live for. Nothing means no thing, literally. It means he has no passion. He's aimless. He's without any goal. And even worse, he says, looks like nothing's gonna come my way. If something comes your way, it means it's headed in your direction. It's directed towards you. So he says nothing's gonna come my way. Gonna is short for going to. You hear this a lot in spoken English. For example, later today, I'm gonna go to the store. That's later today, I'm going to go to the store. Or I'm gonna explain this song to you. I'm going to explain this song to you, etc. And if you say, looks like nothing's gonna come my way, looks like is another way to say it appears that or it would seem that next line he says looks like nothing's gonna change if something changes it means that it moves from one state to another state it evolves it doesn't stay the same for him he says nothing's gonna change and everything seems to stay the same this is just another way of saying that it won't change or it's not changing. Nothing new seems to happen. Next line, he says, I can't do what 10 people tell me to do. 
So if you can't do something, you're not able to do it. You're not capable of doing or carrying out something. So he can't do what 10 people tell him to do. 10 is literally the number one with a zero after, but here he means lots of people. And these people are telling him what to do. If you tell someone what to do, you're giving them orders, you're bossing them around, or at the very least, you're giving them your opinion on how they should act. For example, a teacher might tell their students to study or to be quiet, or a parent might tell their child to do their homework or clean their room, something like that. It's of course impossible to do what 10 people tell you to do if they're telling you different things. So he says, I guess I'll remain the same. I guess means, well, I suppose. He says, I suppose I will remain the same. I, that's the future again, I'll remain the same. It means I won't change. In the final verse, he says, I'm sitting here resting my bones. Your bones make up the frame of your body. So inside, underneath your skin, you have many bones. And another way to say this is your skeleton. When he says bones in this line, he means his legs, his feet, his body in general, all the parts that are involved in movement because he is resting his bones. To rest one's bones is to relax or to not do any physical activity. Later he says, and this loneliness won't leave me alone. Loneliness is the state of being alone. It means that you may want to be around other people, but for one reason or another, you aren't. And here, this loneliness won't leave him alone. Won't means will not. It's the negative future, will not leave him alone. So if you leave someone alone, it means you move away from them, you go away. Uh, leaving someone alone can also mean to leave them in peace or to stop bothering or annoying them. And then he says, 2,000 miles I roamed. Roamed is the past tense of the verb to roam. It means to wander or to walk or travel without a purpose or a particular destination, just kind of roaming around. So he has been traveling or roaming for 2,000 miles. Miles is a way to measure distance. A mile is a little over one and a half kilometers, but in general, you can walk a mile in about 15 to 20 minutes time. 2,000 miles is the number two with three zeros after it. And what this means is he walked for a long way. He roamed for a long time. If you do a quick calculation, you would see that it would take anywhere from 20 to 35 days to walk from Georgia to San Francisco in California and that would be without even stopping, without resting, without eating or sleeping. Quick little note that I'm inserting after listening to this audio again. It would very likely take anywhere from three to six months walking to go from Georgia to California for any normal person. <laughs>
Okay, back to the other audio. So he walked all that way, he says in the next line, just to make this dock my home. If you make something your home, you make it the place where you live. You make it comfortable, you make it cozy. But here, he just means that he's not leaving. This dock is his only home for now. So that's the song. Uh, you can see that it's very much a song about loneliness, about aimlessness, about not quite knowing what to do. He has so many people telling him how to live his life or what he should do, but he hasn't made the decision yet himself. And in this confusion, he just decides to stop and sit and observe and wait. And he's hoping that something will maybe come, but he doesn't have a lot of faith that things were going to change. He's come a long way in life, and he's not quite sure why yet. And that's what I think the song is all about, and I think he did a great job describing that general feeling, not only in the words, but also in the music and the instrumentation itself. I'd like to invite you now to listen to the real song, and hopefully you can understand all of it, and you can use it as a tool for practicing and improving your English. Bye, see you next time. Oh